Are you craving for some salted egg chicken rice? Wait, how about salted egg dory rice? One more, how about brown butter chicken rice? Don't they all sound so good? You can get them all from Itla, the most delicious salted egg rice box in Indonesia. And if you're thirsty, you can get their iced coffee from Drinkla. Their salted egg covered potato chips are really popular these days. So make sure you get them and get them all, try them all in your favorite food delivery app today. This show is brought to you by Itla. My guest today is Michelle Santoso. Michelle is a health enthusiast who owns two really cool food businesses in Jakarta. We talked about her entrepreneurial journey, as well as her recent training in Australia at a personal health institute, which taught her how to manage food and nutrients in a precise way and how to train in a healthy but robust way. This was an in-depth podcast on personal health. I learned a lot from her, so I hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Nikki. How have you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> the traffic, how was the traffic? The traffic uh, is uh, impossible as always, yeah. And all because, like, I come from the south, and then it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's impossible, especially yeah. with the rain. Yeah, on, on a Friday night, too, it's uh, pretty hectic on the road, I, assu- I assume. Yeah, yeah. It's just not good. It's <laughs> just a bad time. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to start with some <laughs> icebreakers, Michelle. Um, icebreakers. Talking about yeah. the traffic is like an awesome icebreaker. <laughs> How's the traffic bad? <laughs> yeah. That's the common theme of traffic. It's just bad. <laughs> All right. Um, Michelle, if you can have your own talk show, uh, who will be your first three guests? First three guests, if I had a talk show. Wait, are we allowed to swear in this? Mm, no, let's keep oh, it a okay. beat. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Mm. <sighs> Dead or alive? Alive. Oh. Okay. But but if you can invite someone from the afterlife, it's it's cool. Yeah. What's his name? I I swear, after childbirth, like I can remember the face, um, but I can never come up with a name you know this guy he is happy in iron man oh who's happy uh, the secretary know, tony star secretary the dude he was also in the chef show he he also did the chef movie who's in in, oh in, in iron man he he's happy he's happy his name who's is happy ha- who's happy who is he um part of the Avengers? Does he work in the Stark Industries? Is yeah, he... he works at Stark. He's the, he's the driver. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark right. driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's cool. I don't know his name. Damn, what's his name? That's gonna bother me. Yeah, why is he is he on a show? I love him. I just absolutely love him. I think he's such a great. Um, he's a director, right? That's one. And he he actually directed um, Iron Man's first movie he pitched the idea and then he directed and shot it and then he also did a chef movie called it's a movie called chef and it's like i feel like it was like one of the best cooking movies ever i mean sure there was like 
Chocolat, and there was like all these other movies, but I feel like um, he did it so well in that movie, and then he did a spinoff, which was a chef show that was on Netflix. Damn it, what is his name? Mm. Right, we'll, <gasps> no. we'll put it in the show notes uh, later. Um, uh, this, yeah, this, I, I remember his face. Um, his name is John, too, I think. Hmm. Hmm. All right, we'll put put yeah. we'll put it up. And um, that's great. Um, that's a that's a that's a that's the first one. Um, any other? Let's say one more. Oprah, I guess. No, no, no. That'd be too much pressure. <laughs> Ellen. Uh, too much pressure on who? Me, like oh, you have Oprah on your show. It's kind of like that's a bad idea. It's like she's the queen of talk shows, and then you have her on your talk show. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, Ellen, and then probably David Chang. I really like him. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think just mostly two food people and one like. Who's the Who's the other food people? David person? Chang. David Chang. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, including me, who, <laughs> who David, David David Chang is the guy who started all the Momofuku restaurants in LA, I believe. I'm not really clear I, because I've never tried any Momofuku bars, but I've he has been around in the food scene for so long, uh, and I mean he's Asian, so I kind of. I like Asian representation when it comes to food in the U.S. because um, this guy, he eats everything, right? I mean, he's, and he's always experimenting with, like, ugly, delicious food, which is one of his um, food shows. I really, really like watching food shows in general. So mm. me and John, the only thing that we have in common when it comes to watching Netflix shows um, is, is a food show. Okay. Because I think I think food is universal. Everybody mm. eats food. Everybody enjoys food, and there's certain foods that you both don't like, mm. and that also is a conversation starter. Like you like durian, I don't like durian. Do you like durian? Oh, I love love durian. Yeah, I but, hate durian. Mm. But like you know, that's like a common like you know what a durian is, you know what it tastes like, and you kind of can discuss what's terrible about it for mm. those who don't like it. So it's like. You can talk about so many things, but I think food is just one of those things everyone's really comfortable talking about. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they say happiness is uh, through the stomach. Uh, uh. Yeah, or shopping. <laughs> or shopping. <laughs> yeah. Wait, for those who don't know, who's John? John, uh, not the director John. John is my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Background story. Shout out to John. Shout out to John. Jonathan who who is his last name not Jonathan who awesome awesome all right um what is what is the scariest thing that you've ever done so far scary so far uh, probably getting into trying to get into the whole fitness um world i i don't know if you call it a world um industry yeah i don't know if it's an industry too yeah i guess so yeah f trying to get into the fitness industry that's probably the scariest thing i've done so far because i don't know anything when i first started and yeah and, and, and if it's 
I'm not completely confident in the idea of getting or breaking into as someone as uh, I don't know I don't know what it is it's just still very abstract to me right now but it's scary because it's abstract Mm. and Mm. it's something new so that's Mm. that's something scary for me Um, with food I'm a lot more confident Mm. it's not so scary so like if you it, it it wouldn't be the scariest thing for me is just to open a restaurant as opposed to getting into the fitness industry. I think getting into the fitness industry is scarier than opening a restaurant, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we'll talk about a, a fitness and your business a little bit deeper uh, yeah. a bit later on, but yeah. um, it's cool that you're uh, going into it straight into it. You're doing what you're what you're scared about, which um, the viewers are, would love to hear more about. Yeah. Well, another uh, lighthearted question: uh, If you can visit any place in the world right now, where would it be, and why? Like places I've never been to. Hmm. Like I've never Such been as? to. But does it have to be somewhere I've never been to? Can or, be it. Can be anywhere. Or it has to be where I've been to. It can be anywhere. It can be anywhere. Mm, uh, I really want to go to Vietnam, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard the food is bomb. Hmm. So I really want to go there. Just for the food. I'm going to go to Taiwan, this next year, February. Oh yeah. I've never been there. Mm. But I know the food is awesome, so I'm definitely going. Right. Yeah. Um, that should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Taiwan's n- known for the street food or, yeah, street or food, something, right? Like neuromian, like everything. Neuromian? Neuromian. The first time I had neuromian was in Shanghai. When I, was, when I was there for high school, I was in school in Shanghai for a year, um, for my high school year. And I had a bunch of Taiwanese friends. Hmm. Shout out to Jamie and Jessica. <laughs> if you're listening to this, which you probably won't. <laughs> I will share them this link if it's still there. Um, uh, yeah, so they took me to a Neuromian stall in Shanghai that was run by this Taiwanese lady. And we sat down for this beef. It's, called, it's basically beef noodles, Taiwanese beef noodles, but it's mm. amazing. Mm. And then they give you a side of um, apple soda, and that was the first time I've had neuromian. So I've never had neuromian since high school. Like a proper one. I've never had it. So I'm really looking forward. That sounds so good. Yeah, to going to Taiwan, sit down to the actual place to mm. have neuromian. Yeah. Does it have to be apple juice? I don't know, but I think that's a Taiwanese thing. It, mm. it was an apple soda. Mm. So it's basically, it tastes like it's apple juice, but it was fizzy. It was awesome. Mm. It was awesome too. Mm. I wonder what would happen if um, the drink is changed to apple cider, um, you know, the fermented yeah, um, apple yeah, juice. Yeah, no, that no. take the flavor up or something. Would that would that be uh, even bomber meal? Because you can get like a little tipsy when you eat the yeah, but the I bomb don't drink. beef noodle. Oh, Michelle doesn't drink. I don't drink. Wow, I don't drink. I don't enjoy drinking. So I I realized this um, when I first started drinking. I was doing it because. Everyone was doing it. And then I got wasted and I realized I really don't like getting drunk. I do not like the feeling mm. when I'm getting drunk. I don't like going to sleep drunk. I do mm. not like the hangover when I wake mm. up. In I'm the just going to clarify. This is drinking for uh, alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, yeah, alcohol. Right. Like I and just, so and then I realized I have no, 
no pension for it. I don't crave it. And I'm like, oh, it's just one of those things that's very easy for me to give up. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, I just don't drink now. I don't, I don't even appreciate expensive wine. You give me any type of wine, like you give me blind tasting, they all taste the same to me. And I just, it's like, well, sour grapes. They all taste like sour grapes to me. Red, white, except for a Moscato because it's sweet, right? But everything else is like, yep, sour wine, sour grapes. They all taste the same to me, <laughs> expensive or not. I'm like, still the same. Yeah. Huh, that's awesome. Um, I, I think you are saving yourself from a lot of things as well um, in terms of safety and safety, <laughs> in terms yeah. of um, health concern, which is a pretty good deal to, to let go. I don't think alcohol. I don't think alcohol is bad for you if you're drinking it in moderation. Do you know what I mean? Just like I think sugar isn't inherently bad for you, not if you're eating like if you're eating it mod- moderately. Like of course, obviously, if you're eating like ten candy bars a day, like drinking ten glasses of wine a day, that's log- logically just it's not good for you. But I th- I feel like if you've if you are if you're a drinker and you drink once in a while, I don't think that's health hazardous. Mm. Has, hazard, mm. has, yeah, mm. I don't think it's bad for you. I think I think people just need to moderate. Mm. Mm. Everything in moderation. Yeah, everything so in moderation. I think mm. is key. Mm. Yeah, it's, you do you do want to enjoy life. I just don't enjoy drinking, so I don't include uh-huh. it in my life because then I would not enjoy my life. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, that's an interesting topic you brought um, with alcohol and with wine and drinking moderation. And um, we want to we wanna, uh, know more about uh, food and beverage and, and what uh, you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us uh, what is your um, main uh, work right now or what do you do, what you spend your most of your time right now in terms of uh, business or work? So I'm a chef for my own business, which is now I have two. So I, I first started... Forking Clean, which is a vegan diet catering. I started it because I was very, very passionate about clean eating at the time. And I'm not, I'm not saying clean eating is not right. I'm saying at the time, I could not find um, food that I wanted to eat on a daily basis because I worked at an advertising um, agency at the and the food that was available to me, I did not want to eat every day. Like once in a while, it's great. But like if I had to eat that every day, I think just it was just not, it was just, my body was just not having it. So I, I started cooking my own food and bringing it to the office. And then I got pregnant and then I quit the office. And I thought, oh, well, I don't want to go back into advertising because I don't really like it. So then I started the catering um, and, and really, honestly, it just started with five people a day. Actually, it only started with one. You? No, it was it was my friend Christine. She was like, you know what? Like, just cook me the food just so that you can get started. And I was like, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I was already cooking for myself. And then I thought, yeah, just add her. And then other people became interested. And then I started an Instagram account. And then um, Forking Clean was born. And I... And I, I I approached my best friend, which was which is Kat, and I said, "Dude, like, I want to start a catering, but I'm really, really crap at like um, 
holding myself accountable and I need someone to kind of like get the ball rolling with me and she's like yeah you know and she's like a very like go-getter kind of person she's like okay let's do this let's start when you want to start and then I started cooking for some people and then we kind of launched um orders or like it's just very simple like we we start I started taking pictures and posting it on for uh on Instagram we started we were brainstorming names and then I was like you know what let's just just call it forking clean. Do you get it? Um, yeah, but um, anything you want to point out there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, forking clean was born because I was like, you know, I want to call it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to call it. And I was like, let's, let's just, you know, it's a clean eats catering. That was the idea that we should have these kind of options in Jakarta, which at the time did we didn't have a lot of options. I feel, and I, I wanted to have a vegan option that was also clean um so i i started it and i was like you know what let's just call it forking clean and then she was like oh i don't know like i do we want something a little bit more professional and then she was like ah screw it let's just call it forking clean <laughs> i was like yeah that's a good idea it's a good name and then like uh, we came up with it we started it and it's been running for about three years now maybe more Wow. Yeah, more. And then um, because of Fork and Clean, then I got approached by the Honu Group, which was um, a, the Japanese place where they do uh, poke bowls. And they wanted to open a salad bar concept. And then they, they've tried my food. One of them tried my food. And they were like, you know what? Really interested in opening a salad bar concept. Would you want to kind of like jump in and come up with a menu and be the chef for this? And I was like, yeah, totally. Because starting catering is one thing, but opening a restaurant, like I would have never done. I would have never done because I hate dealing with operations. Even with Fork and Clean, I'm just always like, just let me take care of the food and Kat does everything else. Sales, logistics, people signing up, everything goes to her. But like... That's why they were like, well, I, we're, we're wondering how come you haven't started opening your own restaurant? And I'm like, because I don't want to deal with the, the numbers and the business side and all of that. Like, I, I really, am, my happy place is really just the kitchen. And mm. I'm really good at, like, coming up with, with, like, food that I know people will like, like, in terms of, like, salads or, like, uh, vegan, vegan food. And, and I really enjoy cooking mm. vegan food because it's challenging. And I'm not vegan. I used to be vegan for a whole year. Um, and yeah, that's like a whole other topic why I'm no longer vegan. It's like, <gasps> she's not vegan. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Uh, I started it because I was vegan and then I was learning so much more about nutrition that, um, kind of skewed my perception on food in general. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about that a little bit later because I don't know if, or other questions <laughs> no what an awesome story what a back what an awesome um detail um, yeah background story to 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 your business forking clean so like the journey to food and then getting into fitness and and actually food uh has been a really big part of my life in terms of like my relationship with it I mean, I don't think men have a problem with food. I think most women do. Um, when I was in high school, I and I think a lot of people start their their um, disordered eating. But what's a problem? What, what, what like, do you mean like, by like yeah, disordered eating? Like their relationship with food is so terrible that 
um, you know, like growing up, you're fed this image in your head that beauty and the standards of beauty is looking waif thin. At the time, when I was in high school, that was the standard, waif thin. Now it's like about butts and, and, and butts and bigger butts. But at the time, it was about like really being slender and super thin. And like we're talking about like not Kim Kardashian, like the opposite of Kim Kardashian. Everything was flat. Mm. And all the, all the girls that I went to high school with, we all had the same problem. We wanted to look a certain way. And so we knew inherently that if we had to look a certain way, we probably shouldn't eat because when you eat, you 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 eat a lot you gain weight right so we did the opposite which is well let's, let's just not eat them well i used to go on this crazy diet it was literally called the three-day diet where for, or like but they allowed you ice cream hmm. um so this three-day diet was so crazy you just had to eat like tuna some crackers apple and an ice cream that's all you can eat in a day I, yeah it's a terrible diet Wow. Terrible diet. And, uh, you just obviously you lose weight. I'm not saying that in order for you to lose weight, you should be on that diet. I'm saying at the time, we didn't realize the reason why that diet worked was because we were in a caloric restriction. It doesn't matter what you eat. Like as long as you eat less than what you're supposed to, um, less than what you burn energy-wise, you're going to lose weight. This is something I just really like wish I knew as a teenager but at the time I didn't know it so obviously my metabolism took a really big beating and then my whole eating disorder started and then it was just like eating it was just like losing weight and then after the diet is over you've reached your goal weight you kind of lose your mind because your perception of food is you can't have it because if once you have it then obviously you're just you're just binge eating because of the restrictive disordered eating that you put yourself through and so this this whole food journey has been kind of evolving since I was a teenager that's why I thought becoming a vegan was the most sensible thing at the time because it cut out so many food groups for me it means I can't reach for chocolate because chocolate has dairy mm. do you know what I mean sure I mean I don't want to eat chocolate but chocolate is calorie dense that's why if you cut out a lot of things being a vegan you're obviously going to lose weight but there are obviously also vegans who aren't like waist thin or anything like that and it's it and it's not because of the kind of diet that you're on it's whether or not whether you choose vegan keto like super lean meats or whatever you would be able to lose weight only only if you're in a cal caloric deficit right so if I can uh, just go back to what you said about in your in your during your teenage years where you stopped a certain amount of food um, and only concentrated on those uh, mm. three particular food, mm. and then you shifted to becoming a, a vegan. Um, oh, I shifted to become a vegan when I was um, not not in not in high school. I after that I just kind of was going through a roller coaster of like finding the right diet and one was avoiding so many foods because I was just so scared of gaining weight. I wasn't I was I wasn't bulimic. I was almost anorexic, I would say, but then I was 
I just became like a really chronic binge eater. So I would like diet for a, a long time and then I would kind of let go and then binge eat a bunch of chocolate or whatever. And then I would do the same thing over and over again, which just really is unhealthy. And then I got to, yeah, and then I got to 25. And then I started working in the advertising agency and I just kind of wanted to fuel my body with food that was nutritious. That was my thinking like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna get to a point where I wanna fuel my body with awesome food. But at the time I was also being restrictive. I wasn't, I wasn't coming off of it from the right mindset. I was just like, I'm just gonna be vegan because that's gonna allow me to cut off certain food groups that will make this dieting thing a lot easier. And then, yeah, so uh, that's new for me. That's not like, not, that's not like 10 years ago. That's like 25. I'm 30 now. That's five years ago. Mm. You mean this is recent? This is recent. Like uh, five years ago, I was still in the disordered eating mindset. It's not easy to shake off like this bad habit of looking at things as good or bad like we always say like oh chocolate it's so bad for you or like you should eat an apple instead Mm. actually then it's like we're kind of disconnecting and disregarding like food is food you know what i mean like we always say one thing is good for you and one thing is bad for you but at the end of the day both things are food both things give you energy just the type of energy that you're consuming is completely different. One is an apple, which has vitamin C, has f- like all these other things. And then chocolate obviously still has fat and protein and all of these things. So neither is inherently bad for you. It's just one serves a better purpose than the other. Like you can, you can have both and still be able to lose weight. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Um. Yeah, so Nick, if I told you, okay, Nick, um, how much do you weigh now? 53 and a half kilos. Okay, and you wanted to go down to like 50 kilos. What's your diet right now? Mm, uh, what's my diet right now? Yeah, like what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Um, oatmeal and fruits in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, salad maybe for lunch. Uh-huh. And some healthy catering at night. Yeah, okay, so you're you're living like a very healthy, like every day you're very consistent with your food. If I told you you should cut all of those things out and each day you should just have one breakfast, lunch, and dinner, one Snicker bar, one Snicker bar, one Snicker bar, what would you tell me? Crazy. But you would lose weight. That's true. Yeah, you would lose weight. It would still serve your purpose of getting to 50 kilos. Is it good for you while you're going through that kind of diet not really like you could choose like better foods to put you on a diet in order for you to have fat loss which is let's just be honest everyone who says that i'm on a diet they really just want to lose fat Mm. that that's that's our culture they're not on a diet because they want to be healthy i guarantee you 70 percent of the people who are on a diet they they're on a diet because they want to look good it's just they know basic basic the very basic is that if you want to look good and you want to be slightly on the lighter side you have to eat healthy yeah but also there's a misconception that even if you eat healthy you could still gain weight Hmm. yeah you could yeah but it's just harder to do it with like a bunch of salads yeah sure um 
what made you uh, realize, you know, when you were working in the advertising industry that, you know, um, we all want to look good, which is uh, normal, which is innate. Mm-hmm. But what inspired you to, like, realign that goal, which is healthy, and also combine that with the other goal, say, of being, like, physically healthy? That was not in when I was working at advertising. That was literally a year and a half ago. Mm. It took me a long time to finally realign my mind with my actual needs. Like, a long, long time. And it's so easy for me to go back to, like, being that teenager with the disordered eating thoughts. And it's, like, I have to reteach myself that food is not bad or good food is just food like every day I have to tell myself this because sometimes I look at a chocolate bar and I'm like oh I shouldn't eat that it's bad for me but actually it's not like everything in moderation like if you had it you're not going to gain like two kilos in one in, in one day it's what I've learned and gathered is that how you get fat is not consistently eating bad food it's consistently eating too much a day bad or good so if i ate a thousand calorie salad per meal guarantee you i will gain weight sure every day if i ate that for for a month i would i would i would gain weight because it's not the type of food that you're eating that's making you gain weight it's how much of it you're eating so what was it one and a half years ago did you go to a personal training class or did you watch a youtube yeah, or what, so I just, what was, I was it really what was that turning point i was point? so frustrated with nutritional information and i feel like a lot of things out there was i was just being really misinformed so i looked at um do you know that there, there's this community where it's just like bikini competition girls these girls are just out there trying to get super freaking lean and they're doing it in the most healthiest and safest way possible. There's no carb loading. There's no water loading. And I found like this group of people who are in Australia. And I just got so interested. Um, one, of the, one of the guys who coaches these girls, his, his name is Mark Carroll. So I looked into his work where he was just doing like physique transformations. And I was like, man, how is he doing this, right? And he's giving out so many free um, educational posts that I had to check out where he worked, which was Clean Health Fitness Institute, where he used to work anyway. And then I was just trying to get as much information, and I finally built up the courage. This was six months ago to finally go there because they were offering classes to get you certified and teach you about nutrition and how to count your macros and how to count um, your calorie, your TDE, which is your total daily energy intake. And I was so lost on all of this. And I'm like, what is all this new information that I've never heard before? Like, what is all of this? What is a maintenance calorie? What is a deficit? What is a surplus? What does it do? Like, how about like, protein and like macro split what is it and and i finally went there and i took the certification i came home i restudied everything i got myself a coach from clean health and fitness institute Um, my coach is jason 10k hey and i'm currently being mentored by him and i just i really just wanted to learn a lot more because i feel like a lot of people are super 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 misinformed when it comes to nutrition Mm. like 
everyone who's just recently watched Game Changers, they're like, I want to go vegan now because it's like... I don't know Game Changers. Oh, you should you should watch it. Everyone who's watched it is like, oh, I want to uh, I want to be an athlete. Be- uh, I, uh, this guy who was a UFC fighter apparently um, was a meat eater, and then he became vegan, and his performance was a lot like 100 times better or something like that. And wow. he he won the the thing, um, but. That's not necessarily because he turned vegan as much as there was a lot of other co-founding contributing factors to why he won. One, it was, yeah, anyway, <laughs> going off topic. Game changers. Game changers, uh, yeah. I like the fact that it's telling people to eat more plants. That's not something new. Including more vegetable into your diet is a good thing. Eating less meat is a good thing for the environment. But it doesn't mean that if you eat a vegan plant-based diet that you will automatically be a better athlete. It's not necessarily true. It's a lot of factors get thrown into being a good athlete. One is that you have to have high energy, like high protein intake. That does not necessarily mean that it needs to come from meat. But as a vegan... uh, uh, and and I have I have like a colleague in Australia who's a vegan and she's an athlete and she's like doing bikini competitions, and she's building her physique, and she is vegan but she has to work two times harder to find her protein sources. And and I'm not saying like oh that's such a bad thing I'm just saying like as a vegan finding protein uh, as any human being getting enough protein is our number it should be our number one priority priority it doesn't matter where it comes from whether it's plant-based or you know why or why is protein the because most important protein goal for a vegan for what for for vegans for, or for, for everyone for vegans right no for everybody oh so protein is, is for for everyone not just for, for everyone vegans. not just for vegans okay pro like okay this is how it's supposed to be um when it comes to nutrition and you are trying to whether or not you're you're trying to maintain your current weight, you're trying to lose weight, or you're trying to gain weight, whatever your goal is, protein is still your number one. Like you have to hit that macro every day because it preserves muscle, it, ha- it increases muscle protein synthesis. That's a mouthful to say, and um, yeah, it builds muscle because our bodies is not just our bodies are not just fat, water, bone. It, it has also muscle and the way we preserve our muscle is by eating enough protein mm. if we don't have enough protein especially this is the number one problem for vegans most vegans are mostly uh, are who do not supplement enough who are not eating enough protein or who are not supplementing with b12 and all of these things most of them are actually malnutrition mm. they're not they're not eating I don't not say I'm so gonna get under fire for this, but um, yeah. But most vegans or most vegetarians, they actually have to work two times harder because they need to be supplementing. Most of the things that we're eating as non-vegans, it's already there, like taurine and all of these things. It's already there. We don't have to supplement as Mm. much. Like B12 is already readily available, so they they actually have to. Being a vegan, I think you need to be a lot more aware of nutrition. 
that's number one because you need to know like oh okay i'm not having calcium from dairy where can i get it from kale broccoli like these things you need to know as a vegan you can't just be like all right i'm vegan here's here's the deal i'm gonna eat tofu tempeh and not much else like you you can't you like you have to be proactive and to be like okay today i'm not having enough calcium i'm gonna eat two cups of broccoli plus i need b12 and that's gonna come from well the easiest way to do that is to eat um, b12 vitamins and then i'm gonna need 31 grams of protein so i'm gonna have like two cups of like you have to be so methodical in your eating as a vegan to make sure you're getting all these sources and as a meat eater you also have to be methodical from your sources because when it comes to diet it's not just like food that you eat and then it nourishes you right you also have to think of like the ethical acts the ethical aspect of where the food is coming from whether it's sourced from like a better farm or you know how these animals are treated i think being a vegan supports that Hmm. you know like most of the people i know who go vegan they're not supporting some some people okay that that's the wrong thing to say wait is it because um cows consume a lot of grass and then um ethically um you know we shouldn't kill that's environmentally like um okay um like we shouldn't kill animals is is that what do you mean by by being conscious to the environment being i think we should just be conscious and present in general like we're not very mindful we're not a mindful generation i think we're a generation that just expects things to be because we've had them for so long so we expect it like we're glued to our phones and we expect things should look a certain way and feel a certain way and we don't really question where the food comes from we should whether or not you're vegan or not vegan you should know where your food comes from and what how that food impacts not just you but also the environment i completely am 100 percent with the vegans who support animal rights because yeah the way they treat animals are horrendous hmm. you we're talking about like chickens in coops who are like not breathing they're basically like side by side and then they get killed and then the moms okay just think about this you just gave birth and then you can breastfeed right as a human being they put that cow on the same cycle they make them pregnant over and over again just so that we can get their milk and ethically it's not right like there should be a tipping point like if you this is the way how i think the world should work own your own farm make your own milk have your own chicken so that you can have your own eggs and learn how to like murder them on your or like kill them by yourself so that you respect where the food comes from we don't we skip all of that we skip all of that and we just we go straight into the supermarket everything is prepackaged nicely and then you just go home and you cook it and you eat it and you, you don't really think about like all of the the stuff that's happening behind where the food is coming from. But I bet if you raised your own own animal, if you grew your own plants, you'd be so much more aware and conscious of the things that you're eating. And, and it should it should be like that. It should mm. it has been like that for our ancestors. Mm. It should be like that for us, but 
we're, we're a messed up generation. Well, obviously, the other side would, would, would think that, you know, the animals are, you know, uh, who are we to say w w what the animals should um, should live and um, be like? Um, it's like, you know, um, if they are uh, meant in nature um, and if they are meant to, to feed us, if they are meant to um, enhance all the, everyone in the food chain, uh, you know, some would say like getting killed in the slaughterhouse and getting killed in in the forest, hunting them is equally as honorable. One would, one would could could say that, but of course, uh, does does that mean that we should put put them in like you know two by twos and and force feed them like that? N no, no, no way, yeah, no, no way. Like there, there should be if you ask uh, any human being, an effort to come to the middle, right? And it, like if you asked anyone. And, and you brought them to one of these slaughterhouses or the way they're treated, I guarantee you the next day you, you'd be sick a little bit to kind of eat the meat that you're eating because you would question from then on everything. And I'm not saying this to scare people. I'm, I'm not a vegan anymore. And I'm not a vegan anymore because mm. I was not being very healthy. Mm. Mentally, I was in a really bad place because I was just restricting myself from all the eating and it brought me back to mm. all the disordered eating and physically i wasn't i was I, I was anemic i became What's very that? anemic uh, that's that's when you have really low like iron mm. um in your and you just have like low blood count mm. and i was just like you know i was anemic and i did not look good because i was just gaunty and the reason why i was gaunty was because i wasn't the correct kind of vegan mm. and the correct kind of vegan is getting all of your supplements eating the right kind of food making sure you hit all of your vegan macros um and and it's hard being a vegan i think and i i respect vegans so much because being a vegan takes so much more hard work mm. 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 in terms of eating like you have to find plant base and you have to find the right amount of food that you should be eating to nourish your body mm. and, and you can do that too with meat obviously but and it's a lot easier to do it with meat because you just ha like 100 grams of chicken breast done that's like what it's already like 20 20 grams of 30 20 to 30 grams of protein mm. but if you're a vegan you're gonna have to eat like what is that maybe like two cans of chickpeas or like uh wow. yeah or like three like one and a half blocks of tofu that's in that's one insane. sitting that's not so it's it's actually a lot harder to be vegan and i think people don't realize how hard it is to be one and um so now i just kind of eat whatever my body feels like eating sometimes mm. if you like eating meat then i'll eat it but sometimes my body really really craves like tofu and tempeh and plant-based food and i just listen to it like i i will cook just vegetables mm. and lots of like tofu and tempeh and for me mm. to eat and so i just kind of i'm on i'm on a whatever feels good for my body diet right now mm. or also called flexible dieting sometimes that means i will have a bar of chocolate or half a brownie as long as it supports my goal which mm. is right now i'm on a fat loss goal mm. Mm. nice so um you have a goal of um of losing a certain amount of fat. Yeah, that's but 
but in a healthy way, but in a, in a scientific way. That's right. what I'm trying to achieve right, right now. Do you also complement that with um, exercises? Exercise. And, you know, um, physical. Yeah, physical exercise. I started a YouTube channel trying to tell people, trying to educate people on exercise is also misleading because people think I'm going to exercise. I'm definitely going to lose weight. Not necessarily because you can out eat exercise any time of the day. You cannot out exercise your food. We're always told had a Big Mac, just run. You cannot outrun that Big Mac. It took you 15 minutes to eat that Big Mac. Do you know how long it's going to take for you to burn that Big Mac? Mm -mm. Probably if you ran for two hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's like uh, there's a disparity between health. Like, you sh We're doing things for the wrong reasons, right? We're eating to lose weight. Wrong reason. We should be eating things to nourish our body. Mm. And... If, if you that means fat loss goals, that means you're going to have to do it in a caloric deficit. We should be exercising because it makes us more stronger, more stable, um, just more stronger and stable in general. And we should be walking more because we live in a city where it restricts us from doing so many activities. So half an hour a day of exercise is actually not enough for us. Hmm. Everyone else in the world gets to walk to work, gets to... Um, walk to lunch guess it. we're stuck in an L position most of our day it's it's not it's just we as as people living in Jakarta you need to be doing a lot more than just half an hour of exercise every day and just eating healthy we need to be like making a conscious effort to go walk in the I'm sorry to say walk on the treadmill half an hour a day on top of your exercise because everywhere else, you just you just get to walk, and you oh oh ten thousand steps, oh where did you look at that? Like when you're, this is what I hear from people who are in Jakarta. Oh my God, did you know that I went to Italy and I had all these pizzas and all of these things? I only gained a kilo. I'm like yeah, bro, that's because you were walking every day, and that was like six hours of walking. Can you imagine? Like you're just going from place to place, walking, 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 and eating, and walking, and walking. Di Jakarta mana ada? Jakarta you're like walking and then sitting. Oh no no no, eating and then sitting. Or, or in eating. your car. Yeah, you're just in your car. So you, what? Always I, in the L position. Yeah, and so energy output is determined by your total energy within the day. It's not just half an hour of your day, which is exercise. Mm. So right now, I'm actually really pushing myself to be in a calorie deficit be exercise because i want to be stronger like i'm looking at my body and i want to be like when i'm 20 years down the road i want to pick up my i'm not gonna pick up my son he's, he'd be like he'll be so old by then um but yeah i want to you know pick 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 stuff up with luggages or whatever and 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 be strong mm. um that's the reason why i'm lifting weights right now and then i'm including more activity because i don't i don't I don't do enough. Like standing in the kitchen, sure. Cooking, sure. But that's still not enough. Like you have to proactively seek things to be more active, whether it's walking or playing with your kid or cleaning. Mm. Cleaning is a really good one. That's another thing that we're missing because we have drivers, we have maids, we have other, th other people doing stuff for us. It actually cuts out a lot of activity yeah. that we we can do ourselves that For actually sure. burns calories sure. that burns energy so we're a lazy really lazy society and then we're wondering oh how come my weight is not coming <laughs> what do you think 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the lifestyle has has definitely changed. Yeah, you know, the consumer has has more power now, and and so forth. But but those are uh, been interesting discussion on on the personal side. If we can go back to the um the the business side, Mitch. Um, so you're an entrepreneur with many things on your on your plate. No, literally speaking and figuratively speaking. I am not an entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, um, with forking clean, right? How how um. How 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 has uh, forking clean grown since three years ago? Um, has it been um, healthy, so so to speak? Uh, has it been um, fruitful? fruitful? And and what would you uh, say to to other people who are aspiring to launch their own um, health conscious don't, food? Don't don't I don't want you to compete with me. Don't start your own stuff. <laughs> so selfish. <laughs> yeah, don't don't start. It sucks. It's not fun. Uh, <laughs> mm, yeah okay start it just just you know uh, I started working clean because I thought there was a gap in the market and I thought there was a problem and I sought out to kind of fill it I thought there was not a lot of vegan catering at the time there's not a lot of clean eats catering at the time I think now there's a lot more um, which I, f- I, which I find is great, but forking clean is still the best. Okay. You guys, <laughs> the food is really good. <laughs> if you like boule food, come to forking clean. If you like Indonesian, Chinese, whatever, like sometimes we have that too, but you know, you could go to other people. Um, but our food uh, for is, those who are listening, we'll definitely link up, uh, forking yeah, clean forking to, clean. uh, to let you really, uh, see the food. test it and really yeah, try yeah. it. This, um, you can see the food on, our, on uh-huh. our Instagram. It looks good. So it must taste good. Um, but yeah, but yeah. how's it going? Um, has um has your customer base been um expanding, increasing, and to be honest, not really. It's so it's just been stagnant. Um, we're still like we're still. I would still consider myself a boutique clean eats catering, and honestly, I like that right now because I can handle the orders. I can focus on each and everyone's meals. I'm still cooking in the kitchen. Um, I have staff to prep it, but I still taste the food. I still cook it. I, I still help package the, uh, put it in the, in the boxes. I still write all the stickers. I still do that. And, and honestly, like when you ask me about expansion, I don't know. If boom after this podcast, like I have a hundred orders, <laughs> I would freak out. I would not know how to handle that. But so right now, I really enjoy. Um, just cooking for like a few people like not a few people but like i have at least 30 orders a day Mm. or 30 to 50 depending on the fluctuations of the year Mm. like it's towards the end of the year people are like holiday no no diet yeah Yeah, like screw the diet food Mm. um but yeah so i right now i'm foreign clean is not huge or anything like that which which i quite enjoy um because it it reflects on my lifestyle too. That means I have more time for Lucas, and I, ha- I have more. I have time for the Roots, which is my newest endeavor. For those who don't know, Lucas is Michelle's baby kid. Yeah, and the Roots oh. is a new salad bar concept in Kamang, located in Kamang Park. Mm, that's where you were just now, right? Yeah, that was mm. where I was just now. We had a um, World Vegan Day event. Hmm. What's today vegan? What's, what's today, today is World Vegan Day. World hey, vegan. happy World Vegan Day. Happy World Vegan so Day. I'm so happy to have like, this conversation where we're talking about 
veganism and all. Do we have to cherish uh, non-dairy beverages or? Um, what do you mean? If you want to toast to the World Vegan Day. Oh, you could every like Coke is vegan. Oh, it's vegan. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Just, just what is vegan? Vegan is anything that comes as a byproduct of animals. You can't have it. That mm. includes honey. Mm. Wow, it's about to make um, honey tea. Yeah, that's not vegan. Mm. Add a little bit of milk there to make mm. it that's honey frappuccino. Not. Yeah, that's not vegan mm. either. <laughs> we'll make a Kali juice or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, you could make a coconut sugar tea with soy milk or almond milk mm. or coconut milk. That's delicious. Well, speaking of delicious beverages, um, what is Roots up to um, these days? And, and, and what... Um, What's the business model? What, what what can one expect to go there except um, having an awesome experience? Um, besides the good food. Uh, so we're a salad bar concept and we are a gourmet salad bar concept, but that also means we have options that are not necessarily downright clean. We have like a Southwest salad. We call it Southwest salad, which comes with breaded chicken that is deep fried. So it's, you know, if people are like, oh, salad guy, you know what I mean? Like, oh, don't worry. This one comes with fried chicken. Um, and then we obviously, all our sauces are vegan. Um, everything else has vegan options. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're trying. We're locally made. We're locally produced. We're a local brand. And we're trying to encourage other people to eat good salads. Hmm. And this is part of uh, your partnership with uh, Honu Group. Yeah, The Roots. Mm. The Roots is part of Honu Group. Mm. Honu, Honu Group. Why did I say groups? Honu Group. Nice. Mm. Michelle, how do you define success? Man, that's a really hard question. Mm. But you come from an experience of, you know, no, personal en endeavors I, I with, still um, don't with think your food, I with your food journey. I still don't think I have personal success yet um i don't know i guess like if i had to define success it would be smashing your goals on a daily basis it does not necessarily mean oh um you own a business or anything like that i think you're successful if you wake up and you're pretty content with yourself and how much you're eating or what you're eating and you're not really double thinking about what you should or you shouldn't eat i want to i i would call my son's eating habit a success like he just eats whatever he just moves whenever he wants to move because that's how his body was designed i i want to be like him i think that's a success like that's a mental aspect of success that i want to have where i'm not overthinking food i'm not hmm. so obsessed with everything that when it comes to food i i'm not exercising for the wrong reasons i just want to be like lucas which is my son i just want to be like him he eats vegetables he eats meat sometimes because he doesn't really like meat and um he eats sweets because sometimes he wants something sweet and he wants an ice cream and he asks for it but that kid runs around like a mad person and just moves around because he feels that he has got a lot of energy and he just moves around whenever mm -hmm. he wants. I, that's what I want to be like. Like, I feel like I, as an adult, success is being like a kid. 
you're not really thinking much. You're just moving the way your body's designed to move. You're eating whatever that's designed to kind of nourish it. And you're not building bad food images in your head. Just being a kid. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, we should all be kids. Like, when you you were younger, you would be running around in the playground with your friends, right? Yeah, for sure. We don't do that now. I still do now. <laughs> <laughs> what? How come you never invite me? <laughs> that is so unfair, Nikki. <laughs> no, but no, you're now right, it's though. like we do group exercises in F45. It's not like we're chasing mm. each other in the playground and pretending to be pirates or, like, Big Bad Wolf or, you know, or, like, we're not having fun while we're exercising you know when kids they play in their the playground that's them exercising that they're they're exercising their mind their creative mind they're they're exercising their physical bodies because they're climbing and running around and falling and all of these things that we don't do as adults yeah well i agree one has to keep their childlike imagination you know to keep them and so that to keep them young keep them young and yeah and be you know be true to yourself with what you like and what you like to do be it play with I don't know toys or jumping around mm-hmm. like you say mm-hmm. but it's also good that uh, Lucas has you know uh, such a good example to, to follow uh, from an early stage that he knows what kind of food the differences in between food you mm. know um, um, hopefully th- um, he'll be like an example to the other his friends who because not many people are conscious of what they eat. Mm. Um, even maybe my family who are only eat a certain food probably um, don't know what being a vegan really is. And we can definitely teach and teach them, teach the older guys and teach the younger guys through you know food experiences like like you, like your experience. All right, Michelle, where, where can people find um, your work? Where, what are your Instagram handles for your work and yourself? And okay, so maybe your your blog, if you have one, your YouTube channel. Okay. I had a blog. I don't update my blog. thought I wanted to start a blog. I started it, and then I did not update it. So, yeah. that That one's called... Who's your mama? H o o s your mama dot com. I don't even know if it's still on. Anyway, don't don't, don't check that one out. My Instagram Miss. handle is Miss underscore Santoso. That is M S underscore Santoso. Um, my catering is Forking Clean. That is at Forking Clean. And then there's the Roots, which is at the Roots ID. That's all. Awesome. Our <laughs> girls. Great, Mitch. It's been an awesome podcast. Awesome I learned podcast. a lot about food. Food. Um, <laughs> Is there anything else you want to ask me? Well, we'll we'll ask you um for for advice in your socials because you know I'm gonna have some questions and I don't know uh, if you'll have time to <laughs> answer them. But what is, um, which is what? No idea. Not not. I'm trying to eat healthily. Um, I I, but I never measure it. So uh, yeah, but but you don't have to measure it if you're not trying to reach a goal. You know what I mean? You don't need to. You're not trying to lose weight, are you? No. Yeah. Then why would you need to measure it? Just eat whatever you're eating. If you like the way you Curious. look right now, mm. just eat whatever you're eating. Mm. If you're trying to grow muscle, then obviously you're going to have to start weighing your food because you're going to have to know how much you have to eat. Mm. That's the same with people who need to lose weight. They need to know how less to eat. That's mm. why they measure their food. Mm. But if you're trying to be like on 
like your current weight and you're trying to maintain and you just want to eat healthy, then yeah, eat more vegetables, include different kind of protein sources, mm. fish, meat, vegan options also, mm. you know, um, and yeah, cut out, cut out all these like preservatives and all of these things. Yeah, mm. but not saying if you don't do that, you're not a healthy person. I'm just saying if that's the kind of life that you want to live. Yeah, that's, that's mm. what you need to do. Eating fruits, more fruits, and including more vegetables in your diet never killed anybody. No, never hurt no one. And and health nope. is so subjective. Mm. Just because you have a low body fat percentage does not mean you're healthy. Mm. So cancer patients have low body fat percentage. They're not healthy. So healthy is really subjective. Like, what are you really looking for? Mm. That's 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 everyone. Like, your the listener should be really focusing on. Like, what is your goal? Mm. Is your goal to lose body fat? Are you are you going to be okay sacrificing some of your time socially to achieve this target? The answer is yes, then go for it. If the answer is no, you're al- you also have to think, how are you going to sustain how you got there? You, you get there by, oh yeah, I can, I can totally cut out like social outings and all of this stuff. Once you get to your, your goal, how are you going to sustain how you got there? You know what mm. I mean? If you let go and you go back to your normal lifestyle, you're going to gain it back. That's just how it works because your body is in survival mode, right? Because you lose, you you eat less. You automatic your your automatic body's response is to adjust whatever energy that you're currently eating and adjust it. As soon as you eat more, it's gonna store up more fat mm. because they think, okay, this this kid or this girl has been eating less for like four months now, and suddenly she's eating a lot. You're gonna gain it back mm. faster than how you faster at a faster rate. That's science. You should also you guys you you guys should check out this book called Fat Loss Forever, and it's written by a guy called Lane Norton, um, who I'll wrote put that this, in the notes. Yeah, you who wrote this book explaining the science of fat loss. I mm. think everyone should read that book because it has been such an eye opener. And it has been so useful in understanding how your body works when it comes to fat loss or muscle gain or all of mm. these things. Um, and that guy, um, he has a PhD, so you can. And he wrote a dissertation on fat loss, I think. Please don't kill me. Um, yeah, so you, sh- you guys should check that out. Um, if you really want to understand how the science of fat loss works, mm. then you should be reading that book. Right. Yeah. And follow Michelle's Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> follow my Instagram. <laughs> and YouTube. I, I, I just post like, I just screen capture a bunch of the things that I know and I and underline everything on my Instagram stories and I just post it for people to read. That's so helpful. Um, Have you read them? I read them, but I understand almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so see, that's, that's the thing. Like, nutrition is so um, confusing for a lot of people. So I'm specific. just trying to really, yeah, and I'm trying to really educate people right. on it. Yeah, we need people um, who can s- summarize plainly and yeah, and, and like uh, and teach you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or, oh, and then on my YouTube videos, you guys can check me out. I'm just Michelle Santoso, and I just make like videos on what a reverse diet is. That is the diet after the diet, where you slowly increase your calories. I'm on a reverse diet right now, so I'm eating thousand five sixty, but I've lost weight. I don't know. It's weird. I, my, I, th- I think I've come to learn from my 
fat loss journey that my metabolism is super adaptive. When you give it a lot of calories, I adjust. When you give it less, I lose for two weeks and then I plateau. Some people are just like that. If you want, if you guys want to know more about this, um, I explain it a little bit in my YouTube videos, but I, but you guys should really read Fat Loss Forever. It explains everything there in so much more detail, what a reverse diet is, how your metabolism is kind of broken, but it's, it's not broken. It's not broken, guys. It's just really smart. It's, your body is really smart. Your body knows that when it's losing fat, it's not good. So what it does, it, it, it tries to adapt. Hmm. It's just adapting. Your, bod- your metabolism is not broken. It is smart. It is hmm. very smart. It is so smart because it does not care if you want to have a bikini body. It only cares if you're, if, if you're losing fat. That's why, that, that's why it's adapting each time. Hmm. It's fighting you. Hmm. Every time you want to be reach that, be, be, I want to have that summer body. I want to be the hot girl summer. Your body's going, nope, hell no. You wow. are going to hold on to these things. Hmm. Interesting how the the mechanism of the yeah, so of the yeah. body works. Um. Totally read Fat Loss Forever. Um, yeah, that's a really good book. I would recommend. Hmm. All right, Nej, please continue to teach us. And yeah. Lead the way in, the, in, in your food journey. My food journey. Because, uh, um, you know, I w- want to continue to to learn from you, and I'm sure uh, other people will uh, want to as well. I hope so. Mm. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Nikki.